Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Outlier Project Solarcast. So I'm your host, Daniel Cooper, and today I want to discuss another topic or concept or issue that I think is fairly important and has a really big impact on the way that we go through our lives and specifically within the veteran community and in specifically the way we see ourselves. So I want to talk about identity. So I'm not going to discuss hard science on identity. I'm just going to kind of change the way that you think about it and try and get you to generate better questions about how you have come about formulating your identity or how you see yourself and then whether that's actually who you are and who you want to be and how that's impacting the way you see the world, the way you behave in it and the outcomes that you're actually getting. Because I think a lot of us have this false perception of the identity of who we are or how we see ourselves or the fact that we have this fixed identity and that's creating a lot of our problems and that's creating a lot of the issues that we have trying to live up to this perception of who we are or who we want other people to see ourselves as. So when I talk about identity, I'm going to approach it from the way we develop our identity first. So when we're younger, we're sort of, we're given messages about what's important to us or what other people define as important for the way we need to develop through our lives. So examples are when we're looking at sport, it's easy for us as parents or when we're younger from our parents to be driven in a certain direction or be guided in a certain direction. So I'm a parent, so I look at this with skin in the game about how I'm developing identity with my children. So if I start putting an emphasis on sporting outcomes or specific sports that I want them to play, then they're going to see that or their performance in that environment as important to how I see them. And that's going to create this perception within them about how they build their identity. And this goes the same with academics. If I put a lot of pressure on my children to perform well academically so that I say, you know, you need to be able to read at an early age, you need to have high literacy, reading, writing, you know, be good in STEM, these sort of things. And I compare them against other people in their grades. So I want them to get higher marks and I put pressure on them around that and then message that with, I want you to get good grades so you can go and get into a better high school. I want you to get good grades there so you can get a good university degree. And then I want you to go and get a good job. Then their identity becomes around that job their identity becomes around their academic performance. They go and get this job because ultimately that's pleasing me because all they really want out of life is to know that they're important, they're enough, and that as parents, we love them. So this drives their identity or how they see themselves towards these outcomes. But the issue is that there's no values in these outcomes. So if we don't teach them values, then they automatically default to the kind of things that they see important, which are generally associated around money, positions of power, and increased social status. So that's how they'll align their identity. So if I push them into a career or into sport, then they're going to look at that as to what career is going to give them more money, what career is going to give them higher positions of power, what career is going to give them increased social status, or at sport, what's going to give them these things, rather than messaging around values about who I want them to be rather than what I want them to do. And even looking at my career for an example, so I went off into a very specialised occupation and within that occupation there was a definition of the people within there. So everyone within that occupation defined themselves as an operator. So now my values are around the values of an operator. So if I take that identity on then it's okay well 
what does an operator do? What does a good operator think like? What does, how do they behave? What actions are important? What actions and behaviours do I need to do to be rewarded as an operator? What actions, behaviours do I need to avoid to be punished? Because I don't, because if I've aligned my identity to what I think an operator is, because if I'm a good operator, then I perceive that everyone within that environment is going to think that I'm a good operator. And that's going to increase how I perceive my belonging within that group. And if I belong, because ultimately one of the things that we want is to belong because it's based around our survival instincts. So when I think like this, that's going to control a lot of my behaviors, a lot of my thinking. It's going to become what I think is important. And then things around that, which I think aren't important, I'm not going to worry too much about. So I'm not really living into my values or living into my true self. I'm living into how I perceive what other people think about me. So whilst we're in these groups, that might work fine because because we may become really good at it. It may drive us to success. We may go through these false beliefs around how we can sacrifice and struggle and do everything that we need to do to get better at it. But ultimately, it's setting us up for failure because if we have our identity fixed to one of these things, at some point, we're going to leave that or it's going to go away or we're just not going to have that identity anymore. So now we have no idea who we are we're stuck in this space where we struggle to understand who we are, what's important to us, or we have this and we no longer belong to anything. And so now our survival, and so that creates a whole heap of internal conflict within us and it creates a lot of emotional pain. And one of the other things that we need to understand is that when we are in these identities or we see ourselves through this fixed identity, when something happens or we have to make a decision around something, we're not making decisions around our value systems or what we think is morally or ethically important because basically we don't have them because we weren't raised with them or we were raised around you know these identities that we were kind of messaged upon us. But when we're in these situations, we kind of ask ourselves three questions. We sort of look at it, okay, something's happened, I've got to make a decision, and then we use our identity as the frame of reference for how we decide what we're going to do or what options are available to us. So we kind of ask, who am I? So we ask, what is our identity? So in the example I talk about as an operator, if something happens, I'm going to look at that through the lens of an operator. And that's going to not only filter all the information that comes in based around what I think is important and what is a threat to me in that identity, it's who am I? And then I'm going to ask, what is the situation I am facing through the lens as an operator? And then I'm going to ultimately look at it, what would somebody like me do? So rather than making a decision or going through an action or sort of exploring what I would do based around my values, I'm going to look at it based around what would I do that's going to increase my identity or increase my importance or rewards or likely get me rewards based around this identity and how I believe other people see me or what am I going to do that's going to avoid me being punished against this identity because I don't want to risk compromising the value I see in the identity that I have. So it's going to create a lot of conflict around doing behaviors that we feel are important to that identity that may go against our actual values or what we subconsciously feel is the right thing to do. So ultimately, taking on these identities can be one of the reasons why so many people are having emotional pain or they're sort of having this turmoil or they're under stress is because deep down, the identity they have is not who they ultimately want to be because they've followed this path that's been important for other people because when we're younger, we aren't really given enough experiences or exposures to really explore our world to determine who we want to be. 
we're kind of rewarded and punished around what other people are thinking important to us. So getting back to sort of talking about sport or grades is it's very easy to reward your children based on what you think is important, based on what you want from their life. But that's not who your child is. They're their own person. They're developing in a different world than what we were when we were younger. And it's as the same as when I grew up, the world I grew up in was different from the world my parents grew up in. There weren't as many risks. It was safer. There was more opportunities. But I was still guided by what they thought was important to them, which kind of shaped my identity and what was important, rather than allowing me to explore the world and develop my own values and develop who I am. So if we want to avoid having our identity rule our life, then we need to start to think about who am I really? What if... I actually don't have to have a fixed identity. What if I don't need to be seen or identified by what I do in life? If I just go to work and I work in the military, then I just go to work in the military. I'm not an operator. It's just something that I do during certain hours and in that role on a lot of weekends and a lot of extra time. But it's just something that I do. It doesn't define my behaviours. When I'm in that environment, yes, there's a certain set of rules and there's a code of conduct and there's these sort of things that... I operate within, but that's not me. If I make errors in there, then that's not really my identity under threat. I can just see that and take a curious approach to that and be fascinated by what's going on because it's an experiential learning process where if I make an error, that's just something that I probably didn't really understand or I didn't understand that pattern. I didn't understand the response. I just seen the info or I didn't quite see the information I needed. And now if I approach that with curiosity now I can learn and I can upgrade my behaviors within that environment where if I see that as attacking my identity then I'm at risk of learning that I need to avoid that situation again because if I get in that again then my identity is at risk again I'm going to take another hit to who I am and how I think people perceive perceive me under that false pretense of the identity they have so if we start to think more about who we actually are, what values we have, start to explore these sort of things and be more flexible and curious in our approach about how we turn up to work, about how we see ourselves in our work environment, how we see ourselves at home, how we see ourselves exploring our environment in our leisure time and are much more flexible and adaptable, then a lot of our issues are going to just disappear. They're going to dissolve away because we're reducing a lot of the complexity that is introduced in our lives just based around the fact that we have this perception of this identity that we're trying to maintain. And the reality is, is that most people aren't even looking at us because they're worried about maintaining their own identity. So it's kind of an exploration of an idea around identity and how we really see ourselves. And if we can take this fascination and curious approach, then when we leave or change an occupation, or and using myself again as an example, when I left that environment from being there for over 20 years, I don't have to detach from that identity. I don't have to try and take that identity and put it into something similar. It's just something that I did. It's not who I am. So I can just easily flow into something else. And now that I'm looking and now that I'm exploring a whole new environment, my identity isn't as a researcher. It's not as a scientist. That's just something that I'm exploring. And I have the freedom to not be attached or try and attach myself to a new identity because ultimately at some point that's going to end as well. I'm going to have to move on to something else. So so my ability to adapt and be flexible through these transitions is greatly increased because I'm not carrying any baggage. I'm not trying to update an identity system or take my old identity and impose it on something new because I'm not attached to it anymore. I just let it go or I never had it in the first place. So 
if we kind of approach it through a different lens or think about it a bit differently, try and understand whether we have this fixed identity or whether we are curious, then we can start to identify where we're introducing complexity into our life or we're pursuing things that aren't important to us so that we can declutter our lives and remove a lot of the unnecessary stress so that we're free to actually do what we want, live into our values and enjoy our time here much more than what we are now. So kind of something to think about, generate some ideas, have you get you to sort of look at how you're living your life and see whether you need to start making some changes. So I hope that kind of gets you thinking a little bit, something to explore, and I look forward to the next short solo cast.